Today's daf is daf yud. Gavaldik, we pick up three lines from the bottom of daf tesamad beis, and we have a brand new mishnah. And then on tesamad beis, on uh, on daf yudam beis, we have the new agada to gemaras as well. Let's get going over here. Mishnah on the bottom of tesamad beis, three lines from the bottom. Ain bein shila de rushalayim. There is no. Uh, there's no difference between Shilai and Yerushalayim, meaning the Kedusha, the, the Karbanais that are brought in Shilai and Yerushalayim, um, Ella Psachim, except for the Karban Pesach. Zaklal, here is the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong Mishnah. Ella Shabishilai Eichlem Kachim Kalim, except that in, that in Shilai, Eme Shilai Rishlaim, Ella Shabishilai Eichlem Kachim Kalim, on Shilai Kachim Kalim, U Birushalayim, U Maisersheni Becholareim. And also, you can eat Maiser Sheni as long as you're within sight of the Mishkan, but as far as the laws of Yerushalayim are concerned, Lifnim Min HaChoyma. You're allowed to eat it inside the walls of Yerushalayim. Okay. Because Shilai itself did not have the walls. Yerushalayim has the walls. Vikan Vikan, both in Shilai and in Yerushalayim, Kodshay kodshim nachalim lefnim and akloim kodshay kodshim needs to be eaten inside the klom. Klom over here refers to the curtains of Mishkan Shilai, or it could be referring to the walls of the base Hamikdash. Kedusha Shilai. What about the holiness of Shilai? Okay. Yesh acharei heter. There is after it permissiveness. What does it mean? Permissiveness that even when Shilai was no longer um, kept up. The Mishkan, they were permitted to have Bamais afterwards. While the, the large Mishkan was there, everybody had to go to Shilai. Once it was no longer there, the personal Bamais were permitted again. But it comes to the holiness of Yerushalayim, once Yerushalayim was destroyed, it's still not allowed to have Bamais. Okay? So as I zucked the Mishnah, here we go. Says the Gemara. Amar says, I heard you're allowed to bring carbonize by the by the um, by the mizbeach of chanyai, even nowadays. Now, what is the mizbeach of chanyai? What is that? Kasavar says the Gemara. Kasavar we hold base chanyai la base of the that the house of Chanyai is not considered a Vaidazara. Let's explain the incident that happened with Chanyai. So uh, there was a tremendous tzaddik. Okay? This tremendous tzaddik, his name was Shimon Tzaddik. He was the Kayin Godel. He had a few sons. He asked Chanyai, his second son, who according to most opinions was a righteous man, to become the Kayin Godel. Chanyai decided to be Mavater the kahuna to his older brother. And um, after he was bevater to his older brother, he to his older brother Shimi, he actually became jealous. And he made up a whole maisa to Shimi that on the first day you're supposed to wear your wife's clothing um, that she wore to her chasna on your inauguration. This is like, this is the minog. And it turned out to be a whole embarrassing situation. Shimi showed up. They wanted to kill him, but he don't wear women's clothing. Um, and he threw the blame back on his brother, and his brother had to run away. And there's a whole Shiloh whether this Mishkan uh, put up is, uh, has, you know, whether it was for Avedazara or whether he meant it legitimately in, uh, in Alexandria. 
But Rabbi Yitzchak holds that this place that Chanyai put up is a base of Avaydazara. It's a house of Avaydazara because Sabra Kedusha Rishayna, original Kedusha, Kitsha Lashaita, was Kaddish for that moment while it was there. Velay Kitsha Lashid Lavai. And it doesn't keep its Kedusha, meaning Yerushalayim itself, once the base mix was destroyed, does not hold on to its holiness where we're now limited to that spot, the Chsiv. Because it says, For you have not come until now to the resting place and to the inheritance. Menucha is referring to Shiloi. Nachla is Yerushalayim. Nachla is referring to Yerushalayim. Makish Nachla Menucha. And we're comparing Nachla to Menucha. Ma Menucha Yeshachra Heter. Just like by Menucha. It's permitted to have bamais after it, where Shilai was. You are allowed to have private bamais afterwards. Afnachala yeshachara heter. So too, after it by Yerushalayim, you're allowed to have bamais afterwards. Amrulei. So they said to Rabbi Yitzchak, Amrit, did you really say such a thing? Amar He says, eh, no. Meaning, he's not denying that he said originally. But he's saying that uh, I'm not sticking by my original statement. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Don't say you didn't say it at all. I know you said it. And I was your Talmud when you said this. So why did Rav Yitzchak ultimately back out? Because of a question on him from Rav Murray. What's Rav Murray's question? The mice of Rav Murray. Rav Murray asked a challenging question. Kedusha Shilai, the holiness of the Mishkan in Shilai. Yesh Achareha Heter. You're allowed to have your own personal Bama once there's no longer a Mishkan in Shilai, once that was destroyed, once that was taken down. Afterwards, you're allowed to have a personal Bama. Kedusha Shirushalayim, but when it, as far as the holiness of Yerushalayim, Ein Achareha Heter. There's no. Um, Allowance for personal bummers. So you have a Mishnah that argues on Rabbi Yitzhak. Rabbi Yitzhak had said that, that Chanya's place was permitted even after the base mix was destroyed. Uh, how's it possible? And another challenge we have from a Mishnah is Once we came to Shalayim, all Bamais became forbidden, and never afterwards it allowed to have a Bama again. Because this is its Nachlis. You see very clearly that once we came to Shalayim, and then ultimately Shalayim was destroyed, there's, not, there's never a time where Bamais are permitted. Hence, this is the reason why Rabbi Yitzchak ultimately backed out of its statement. Now, we're going to get into a fascinating conversation about, here we go, ready for this? Just to get a, a overall understanding of what, of what we're dealing with. If you ever have holiness in a place, when do I need to assume that that holiness remains? Even if the service of that place is no longer in existence. For example, for example, Yerushalayim has holiness. The Mokayim HaMikdash. Does it have holiness when there's no longer a base HaMikdash? I think many of us would think, yeah, of course, right? All the hack, yeah, about going up in the Harabais, right? Well, let me ask you a question. Harsinai, 
says explicitly in the Torah. Harsinai, psh. If bike for chai, bike for chai, Rabbi, you know, bike for chai is, right? Chai Lifeline, they've got all these chav around the country, they're raising money for this wonderful cause. And they go through the mountains. Bike for chai decides they're having a ride up Harsinai. That's going to be the bike for chai this year. Is there any issue with that? No. It says in the Torah that once the, once the Lucas were given and Klaiso moved on, the animals are allowed to go up and graze. The Kedusha left from Arsina. You're allowed to go mountain biking up, up, uh, up Arsina. So for what and when, how does it work? Does something that had, something that had holiness, does that holiness stay? Does it leave? At what point does it depend? Very interesting conversation. Okay? Here we go. Says the Gemara, Tanoi. Let's talk about a Machlekas Tanoim concerning the Kedusha of Yerushalayim. The Tanan. The, the, the Tanya in the, parenthes, in the parenthes is changed by the Goy Sabach to the Tanan. The Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. Omar Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Eliezer says, Shomati I heard that when they were building the Heichel, they made curtains both for the Heichel and for the Azara because they, it took time to put the walls up and they needed to create separations between the rooms, right? When we were kids, yeah, back in Europe, when we were kids, you think they had so many bedrooms like they have nowadays. When they needed privacy, what they do, they hung up a tablecloth, right? They hung up a tablecloth and they gave yourself a little bit of privacy. So they... They're building the second base on Mikdash, and they didn't have time to put up all the walls. They wanted to start the Aveda. So initially, they, they hung up curtains to create, uh, to create the areas of the Heichal and the Azar. On the Heichal, they built the walls ultimately outside of where they placed the curtains, not Mamish on the spot. Lazara, the walls went inside the curtains. Okay. The Omar Bishua says to explain, Shamati, I heard, that your ladder bring carbonis even if there's no mamish actual building over there. And Eichlin Kachi Kachim, they're allowed to eat Kachi Kachim inside those curtains. I'm sorry, even if the, the Klayim over here, yeah, referring to the walls, weren't up yet. And you can even eat Kachi Kachim and, and uh, Kachi Kalim. And my sashini, even if there's no wall, let's say there's no wall around Yerushalayim, you can still eat, oh, it was knocked down. You're allowed to eat your, your my sashini, or your kachim kalim, in the areas where the wall used to be. Bipnei, because why? Shekedushari shayna, original holiness. Kidshalashayta was holy for that time, and it retains its kedusha for the future. It remains. Now, Michlal, we can infer the Rebbe Eliezer Savar like it, Shalosid Lavoi. Rebbe Eliezer, old who was not Kodesh Lavoi, because again, Rebbe Eliezer was the Tanakhama of this Mishnah. Rebbe Yeshua argued on him. Rebbe Yeshua says that the Kedusha remains. Rebbe Eliezer was the first opinion that Rebbe Yeshua was arguing on, which seems to imply Rebbe Eliezer is of the opinion that when there's holiness and there's a reason for the holiness, that holiness leaves once the reason's gone. So Rebbe Eliezer must hold, like Kid Lavai. So you see, Amachlekas Tanoim, whether Yerushalayim 
or the Makaim HaMikdash and the Mishkan, once it's destroyed, whether it retains its Kedusha. Now, Amalei Ravina Laravashi, Ravina says to Ravashi, Memai, how do you know that the reason why Rebbe Leazar argues in Rebbe Yeshua is because he holds the Kedusha no longer remains? Dilma, perhaps, the Kuliyama, Kedusha, Rishani, Kedushat, the Bekidshulah, Maybe everybody agrees with Rebbe Yeshua's statement that when you have the holiness, the holiness does last, and the holiness of Yerushalayim remains on forever and ever. Umar, my and the whole machlaikas between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua is just what they heard. Umar, my and Rabbi Yeshua said what he heard, meaning they're just arguing in yeshiva what they heard, what, what ultimately Rabbi said. They're going to say, I, according to Rabbi Lezer, if you're not getting any kedusha, why would they hang up curtains at all? I'll say that's It was for it was for the purpose of tzvius. Yeah, it wasn't uh, for, it wasn't part of the construction of the Mishkan, it was needed in order to, so, you know, sometimes it's hard to get your work done when everybody's, uh, when you're out in the open. So in order to give privacy to the Kahanim, we, we, we hung up the curtains. But it's not because it was necessary as far as the, as far, to let me know that the Kedusha was established only while they were there, while the walls were there. But once the walls were taken away, he lost Kedusha. By the way, there's very important uh, important akuda, not to dwell on this for too long because we have a very long daf ahead of us that Bez we hope to finish. But whenever we find the word sneas, we have to realize that there's holiness. Things that are kadosh need modesty. That's what sneas is. Sneas revolves around holy things. Sneas is not to get rid of something that's the bad. So that we shouldn't see it's the opposite. Sneas is when there's holiness. The more holy something is, the more modesty is needed. The Kaidish HaKadoshim, which was the generator of Kedusha to the entire world, was only seen, according to some most opinions, one day a year by on Yom Kippur, by the Kayan Gadol, and only for a limited time. And from there was the that generated Kedusha throughout the world. When we talk about Sneas as Yidin, notice that it always revolves around Kedusha. That means there's extreme Kedusha. It's not we're covering up something not good. Just the opposite. We're covering up something precious. The more precious something is, the more privacy and the more modesty is needed. That's how Hashem put this world into play. That's how it works. So says the Gemara. Perhaps we don't have a machlekosin Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua about whether the holiness remains in Yerushalayim. Because Rebbe Lezer might agree to Rebbe Yeshua. Ella, rather, ki ai tanoi, ki hani tanoi, rather, it's a different machlekos tanoim, the tanoi lived in a price. Om Rebbe Yeshua, Rebbe Yeshua, Rebbe Yeshua, Rebbe Yeshua, Lama Manucham, Maseilu, why did the Chum give, give examples of, of these particular cities that are considered Batei Arichayma? We know in the certain there are certain laws if you sell a house inside of a walled city. Other laws, if it's if it's not in a walled city, and we gave particular examples of cities that are walled from times of Yeshua ben Nun. Why do we do that? And the bnei agayla came back for the second base on mikdash matzo They found these walls and they were mikadesh the walls. Now, what does that mean? Aval harishayna is butlu misha butlahar. The original walled cities apparently lost their kedusha 
when we left Eretz Yisrael. Alma, you see from here, we have a Tana who holds. If they had to, again, what are we saying? They had to re-sanctify it. Which means that until they re-sanctified it, there was a loss of holiness. So you see, holiness does not remain unless you create it. It's not automatic that it retains its status. Alma, you see from here, Kasavar, the Tanakama holds, Kedusha Rishayna, original holiness, Kitsha Lashaita, is holy for that time, Velay Kitsha, Lassad Lavik. And it doesn't retain its holiness, Lassad Lavik, or else why'd they go back and, and, and reestablish it? Says the Gemara, okay. But we got a problem within this, these words itself, because we're Aminu. Okay, we got your point. However, we're going to ask a contradiction on this. Now, Rabbi Yishmol Rabbi Yaisi was the Tana of this Mishnah, okay? This, of this Brisa. This Brisa, which says that when they came back from Golas, they had to sanctify the cities, so now we had a proof that it didn't stay, the Kedusha didn't stay along. So, about one second, pause. Can we take that Mishnah at surface, or we'll call it face value? But, Vraminu, I'm going to ask you a contradiction, Rabbi Yishmol Rabbi Yaisi's own words. Omar Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi says, "Only the cities that are listed in the Mishnah were the only ones that are considered bati arichayma, walled cities." But didn't we say in the Torah, "Shishim ir shall chevel argoyim"? There were sixty cities which took up the entire area of Argoyim, Uksiv, and it says, "Kolayla arim." All these cities had very high walls from the time of Yeshua. When talking about when they came back, they listed particular cities because it was these cities in particular that needed to be sanctified, which seems to imply Kidshum that they 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 sanctified them. They gave them they gave them kedusha top of Amud Beis. Hashta, now they sanctified it. But are, are, don't we hold that you don't need to sanctify it because they already had their original Kedusha? So what happened? We're confused now. So what, what, what happened with these, with these cities listed? Ella, I'll tell you what happened. Rather, they found these cities and they said, they, they didn't re-sanctify it. They said, Manum. These cities are counted towards the original walled cities of Yeshua. But granted, we're not limiting it to these cities. Okay? Ella, rather, any city which we have a Messiah from our Avais, from our forefathers, from our previous generations. That this city is considered walled from the times of Yeshua ben Nun. Granted, any all, the same mitzvahs that apply in these cities apply to those other cities as well. So again, we're showing in this brisa that everybody is of the opinion: original holiness of Yerushalayim, original holiness of these cities, remained throughout. When they came back, they didn't have to re-sanctify it because the Kedusha never left. What did they need to do? Just re-establish it and let Klal Yisrael know which cities are considered the Arei 
Says the Gemara, Kasha de Rabbi Shmuel, Ad Rabbi Shmuel. we have a contradiction, Rabbi Shmuel, because in the first Brisa, Rabbi Shua seemed to imply that the Kedusha did end. Answers the Gemara, trade tonight, leave the Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yaisi. Okay, it's two, machla- two, two uh, opinions arguing in what Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yaisi's um, halacha is. But you say, my other possible answer, you could say, is it wasn't two different students, rather, Hadra Belazar, Rabbi Yaisi, Amara. The, the second Brisa, which said the Kedusha remained, is not actually Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi, it's Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Yaisi, meaning we misquoted who it was. Titania, because we learned in a Brisa, why would we think that it's Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Yaisi? Because the Brisa says, Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Yaisi, um, uh, 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 a city that does not have a wall, what does that mean? Even if the city does not have a wall now, the wall was destroyed, but originally had a wall, it's the times of Yeshua, it still has the halachas of an irchaima for all the laws of the Torah. If you sell a house in that place, right, in that city, it's going to take on whatever halacha, um, um, a walled city from the times of Yeshua Benun uh, had. I, there's no wall now, doesn't matter. That original Kedusha retains and perpetuates forever. Which... Practically speaking, for us in Yerushalayim and Harabayas and the Makkah Mikdash, what we paskin is, it retains its Kedusha. It retains its holiness, which is why we need to be so delicate and careful when we go to Eretz Yisrael, when we go to Yerushalayim, and when we go to the Makkah Mikdash, the Kaisal, which surrounds the Makkah Mikdash. Okay. Period, end of that discussion. We're now at the two dots, four lines before it gets wide on the Fyod Amud Beis, and this is going to be a lot of fun. As all Gemara is fun, we're going to now go through the Megillah and various um, uh, various places in Tanakh and explain each pasuk step by step. Let's get going. Who? Achashverish, right? The famous joke, that's how we know the people in Shushan were hard of hearing. Right? How do you know? Achashverish, who? Achashverish. Every year they're asking who was. Okay. It's passed down from us, for the men of the great assembly, that when Komokan, any time you find in Tanakh, Shinamar, that it says, Vayihi, and it was, whenever you find the word Vayihi, it's bad stuff. It's Lashen Tzad. There's going to be, there's going to be Tzaras going on for the person or for Klai. So whatever you find the word Vayihi. And I'll prove it to you. Says the Gemara. It was the Haman. Haman was the thorn in the side. It was in the days of the judges. That's by uh, Rus. There was a famine. There was hunger. When a person began to uh, get a little too strong on earth, and right, and uh, what happened? Vayar Hashem ki Because Baruch Hu saw that, the, that the, not, there wasn't Klai Yisrael yet, but humanity started to turn against him. And what did we say? Let's go fight against the Rabbanishim. Let's go build this large city to fight against Hashem. Nishgit didn't have a good, a good ending. Vihibimei Amrafel. 
And also it says, and it was in the days of Amraphel. What happened? There was war. This is when Avram Avinu went to fight, when the, the, the four kings against the five kings, and he went to save light. He had his sword with him. So, I'm sorry, when Yeshua, when Yeshua was fighting against Amalek, so the Malach came to Yeshua with a sword. And he, he told him, you better be careful for the bit of Torah. By he Hashem es Yeshua, and Hashem was with Yeshua. By him alu b'nei Yisrael. What happened was there was an avera f- uh, from on behalf of bnei Yisrael. He is echen ramasayim. There's somebody from ramasayim. So even v'schana oiv, Hashem sagarachma. Chana's womb had been closed up. That also wasn't good. By he kasher zokin shmuel. When shmuel became older, v'lay hochu ban of the drachav, and his children did not walk in his ways. David was uh, was successful, and Hashem was with him. But what happened? By he loving as David, he ended up with the battle between Shaul and David. And it was when David was sitting in his house, he was told he's not going to build the base Hamikdash. So you see clearly a number of examples where we find the word vayihi, and there was trouble. So this Gemara is teaching us how to learn. And the Gemara says, Tenler, Chavra, you see the word Vayihi, keep your eye out for the Tsaris, even if it has a, a good ending. But keep an eye out for the Tsaris that are going to exist, because that's what Vayihi is letting us know. Says the Gemara, one second. Really? Whenever it's Vayihi, there's a problem. Voxiv, let me show you a Pasuk of Vayihi. And everything's great. On the eighth day, when the Mishkan is put up. What a, it was opening day. It was amazing. When the Mishkan was put up, it was like uh, the world was being recreated again. Answers the Gemara. So we have a question. He seems to be great. Says the Gemara, uh, hello? Do you remember what happened the day the Mishkan was put up? It was great, but what happened? Aaron's two sons passed away. Right? Nadav and Avil. They died. They brought in they brought an inappropriate carbon. Hashach of Nadav Avil. So you still see that by Yehi, whenever you see that word. You could look out for the tsars. Okay. So the Gemara is going to ask another question. We're going to do this a few times. I have but it says, by Hebishmanim Shana, of Abraham Meyashana, it was in the year 480, meaning 480 years after Kla Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael, that the Beis Hamikdash was put up, and which was great. Nothing bad happened then. And it says, I Kashera Yaakov is Rachel. When Yaakov Avinu saw Rachel, that wasn't a happy time, their first date. Day number one. Beauty. It says by the second day. And it says it by the third day of creation. And I'll find you many times where it says the word and it's a meridikazach. It's excellent. You know what the Gemara says? You're right. Whenever you see the word vayihi, it doesn't necessarily or necessarily mean to look out for the tsar. Amr Ravashi Ravashi says, Kol vayihi, 
Whenever you find the word Vayihi, Ika Hachi, Ika Hachi. Sometimes there's Tzara, sometimes they're not. You're not going to automatically find. I'll agree. However, Vayihi be May. When you find two words together, and it was in the days of any Allah Shansar, there for sure there's Tzara's. Says the Gemara, Chamisha Vayihi be May Havu. There's five times where we find the words Vayihi be made together. Vayihi be made Achashverish. Vayihi be made Shreda Shoftim. Vayihi be made Amrafel. Vayihi be made Achaz. Vayihi be made Yakim. Okay? And those were, that was the time that led to the Korban Abayas. Ultimately, the Gemara says that Vayihi be made is when you know there's a Tsara happening. Keep your eye out. But when you find the word Vayihi, not necessarily. Okay. Omar of Levi of Levi says, The following statement we have passed down to us from our forefathers. Amites and Amatia, okay, were really brothers. Now Rashi tells us who is Amites and Amatia. Rashi says Amites is the father of Yeshaya, and Amatia was the king of Yehuda. You should know that they were brothers. Says the Gemara, okay, very nice. My Kamash Malan, why do I got to know that? Very nice. Why do I have to know that? Says the Gemara, Kiyadur of Shuwa Rachmeni, Amr of Yenison, Kol Kala, Shehitznu of Abes Chamel. Any Kala. A Kala literally means a bride, but it's referring to any married woman, okay? Who is modest in her father in law's home. Now remember, the, the in-laws used to build a home for their sons as an additional room onto their house. So what we're saying is, if a woman is modest when there's, when there's other family members around, she's going to merit to have malachim and avim come out of her, to have kings and prophets. The way that we act within the walls of our own homes is what determines what our children end up with. As the great Kutzker Rebbe says beautifully from Kriyashma, Vishinantam Levanacha. You want to know what your sons, what your children are learning? That's Vishinantam, learning. Vishinantam Levanacha. You know what your sons are learning? Vidibarta Bam. It's what you speak about and how you talk to them when you sit in your house. That's what our kids are learning from. They're not learning from all the great stuff we're doing out in the community. They're not, they're not viewing us the way that everybody... It's, are you a mensch inside the walls of your own home? That's what's happening. If a, if a parent is tsunua, again, what's, what's tsnias? Realizes we live in a world of holiness and we conduct ourselves in such a fashion the children are going to look up to that and you'll end, they're going to emulate that and they're going to be big people. Even if they don't end up in big positions, they'll be big people. It's a big difference. Minola, how do we know this? Me Tamar, from Tamar. She was really a daughter-in-law. He thought, he, but he, not, he didn't recognize her. He thought she was a Zaina. What do you mean? She was married to your sons. How do you not recognize her? Kikiso Panel. Because she had covered her face.
she was she acted modestly in her father-in-law's home. He says the Gemara, because she covered her face, he thought that she was a prostitute. rather because she walked around in a modest fashion. Again, modesty, however, is not only. It, it, I shouldn't. I, I'm scared to even say it's not only in dress. Modest dress is like a small part of modesty. Modesty is a conduct. It's a humility. It's, it's knowing that I'm a guest in Hashem's world. When you're a guest in somebody's house, you talk a certain way, you dress a certain way, you present yourself a certain way. It's not my house. Sneas is when we recognize this is Hashem's world. It's not our world. When we know that Hashem, this is Hashem's house, we're going to conduct our ways. We're, we're going to conduct ourselves with modesty. The way we talk, the way we walk, the way we interact, the way we dress. Because I'm in the Rebbeinah Shalom's house. And the same way I won't walk out into my, when I'm hosted by somebody else dressed a certain way, I'm not going to do that in Hashem's world either. And because I'm not going to talk a certain way when it's not my house, I'm not going to do that anywhere in the world either. It says, And that's the Gemara's shot. Because she covered her face, he didn't know it. And look what happened from Tamar. She was like to have Malachim and Nevi'im come out of her. Malachim David. The kings came out of her through David. David was a descendant. Nevi'im. And how do we know that prophets come out from, from uh, people who conduct themselves with tremendous modesty? Diomar of Levi. Of Levi says, Messiris Biadenu was passed down to us from our forefathers. And this is why this statement of Levi is so important. Amites and Amatsu were brothers. Uchsiv, Chazven Yeshayo, Ben Amites. You see, Yeshaya, uh, the son of Amites, received prophecy. And uh, Amatsio was the king of Yehuda. Amites was, an, was, a, a, was a Navi. Mamish, beautiful. It's, it's, it's sensible. And everything is clear now as to why she was Zeicha to have kings and prophets be her descendants. Okay. And Rablevi taught us another thing. It's also passed down to us from our forefathers. Where the Aran HaKadosh was in the Mishkan, miraculously did not take up space. You know the statement, when there's room in the heart, there's room in the home? Right? The Aran miraculously just took up no space. Tani Namiyachi says the Gemara and we have a Brisa showing us clearly that this is what happened. Why? Because listen to the measurements of the Mishkan and everything else. Arain Sha'asa the ark that Maisha Rabbeinu made, Yeshlai Eser Amais Ruach. Okay? That it had Ten amos on all sides, north, south, east, west, of it, of empty space. In other words, there was the orange in the middle, okay? And then there were ten amos that were open on each side. Uksiv, and, um, and it says in the Pasuk, Vilifnei hadivir, in front of the divider, Esrim amo Eirich, was twenty amos long. Okay, so what this means is 
that you have the Kaidash HaKadoshim is 20 Amas by 20 Amas. Okay? Now, you needed 10 Amas in all directions, and the Arna Kaidash is sitting in the middle. Uksiv, Knaf HaKruva Echad, Eser Amis. The wings of one of the Kruvim, right, these young, uh, right, the young boy and the young girl, the Kruvim on top of the Arna Kaidash, the wings were Eser Amis, Uknaf HaKruva Echad, Eser Amis. The wings of this crow was 10 amas, and the ring of the other crow was 10 amas. Now, I understand something. How can you have 10 full amos of space on each side? Think about it. Think about it. The whole thing is 20 amas wide. Now, you need 10 amas of space. The orange in the middle. You need 10 amas of space going in each direction. If you're in the middle, can you take up space? If the whole thing's 20 amas wide, and you're saying there's 10 amas on each side of the arn, so the arn itself in the center, if it took up any space, by definition will mean that each side will have less than 10 amos. Clear? Any questions on this? Yeah? Right? 20 amas wide, 10. It's in the middle. Mother? Says Gemara. Where was the arn? If had 10 amas on each side, that already took up my 20 amas. Where am I supposed to put the Aaron? We don't know. But the Aaron was there, and it had 10 amas on each side. And if you were to pull out a measuring tape and go from one side to the other, it'll still be 20 amas. The Aaron didn't take up any space. What's the message? The Aaron HaKadosh represents Torah. People think that if they spend time learning Torah, it's going to take up too much space in their life. The Torah takes up no space. However much Torah we use, however much Torah we put in ourselves, however much spirituality we put in, there's always going to be enough space for everything else. We don't need to be concerned that if we, that if we get involved with the Rabbi Shlilam, that any space is going to be lost from us. Will be ganz fine. The space will expand miraculously. Everything will be besaved. would give an opening to his shear on, this, on, on the Hilchos Megillah by saying the following statement: The Kamti and I will rise up against the Karti, the Hichrati, and I will cut off Lebavel from Babel shame a name, Ushaar, and relatives Vinin. And children, v'nechad, and grandchildren, Naum Hashem, says Hashem. What in the world does this Pasuk mean? Says Rabbi Yainasim. Shame, Zehak Sav. This is referring to writing. Okay? Meaning the, the people in Babel are not going to be able to hold on to their language. Sha'ar, relatives, Zelashin. It's their whole language. Not only their writing. Nin, children, Zemalchus. Their, their kingship is going to be removed. The Nechet and their grandchildren, Zu Vashti. Vashti is going to be killed out as well. Roshua Nachmini would open up his halacha, uh, would open up his shir on Megillah's Esther with the following statement. Yeah. So instead of a thorn, there's going Yala Bereish, there's going to be Reish that comes up, and instead of Sirpad, there's going to be a Hadas. All right, what does this mean? Tachas anatsus instead of the thorns means tachas haman arasha instead of having haman arasha. Shalos asked me about the zara. He made himself about the. He was a thorn. 
Yeah, he was all in Avay Dazar. He felt he was in Avay Dazar. Yeah, all the thorns and branches. This is uh, referring to thorns and br- thorns being um, a phrase of idol worship. Yala Bereish, a Reish will come up. What does that mean? He's from, it's called Mordechai, who's the head of all spices, the best of all spices. The name Mordechai, by the way, was not always his name. He had other names. But he was called Mordechai because of this beautiful and fine spice, which smelled amazing. And the Targuminon, the Targum, the explanation of Mar Darar is Mari Dachi. That's where the name Mordechai comes from. And it was a delicious smell. So Mordechai is going to come and knock off that, um, and knock off that thorn. Tachas Asirpad. Instead of the Asirpad, what does that mean? Tachas Vashti Harashah. Instead of Vashti, the wicked one. Baspinoi, the granddaughter. Shal Nebuchadnezzar. Roshah, Nebuchadnezzar. Shesorah, for Divak Bezabayz, Nebuchadnezzar. Burnt down the base of Mikdash. Tichsev. Rifidosayzov. That, you know, he, he, um, he ran after the gold. So instead of the place of Vashti, you know what's going to happen? Yala Hadas. Hadas is going to come up. Who is Hadas? Zu Esther. Beautiful. Hatsadekas, the, the, uh, the righteous Esther. Shenikras Hadasa. Her name was also Hadasa. Okay? Which also refers to the Hadasim that we have in the rule of the myrtle branches. Shanemar, as it says, Mordechai was raising Hadassah. You see another name for Esther? Was Hadassah. So the Hadass, the myrtle, is going to rise up and also come in the place of Vashti. And it's going to be for Hashem, a Kiddush Hashem. Zoom Mikra Megillah. This is the reading of the Megillah. For a eternal sign, an everlasting sign, which will never be cut off. Elu Yemei Purim. How beautiful. This is the day of Purim. It says in Megillah that Purim, forever, even when Mashiach comes, and there's going to be much greater, seemingly much greater miracles, the miracle of Purim, the day of Purim, is going to be observed. Yeshua would open up his shirt to Megillah's Esther with the following statement. Quoting the following passing. Lahara eschem umi lahara eschem. Period. What does the pasuk mean? And it will be that Hashem will be happy about you to do good for you. Kain yasis lahara eschem. So too, um, it's uh, he will be happy to do bad to you. What does that mean? Umi chadi akadosh baruch hu is akadosh baruch hu ever sharpened, meaning happy. B'mafalason shall rishom when rishom need to be punished. When a rishon needs to be punished. That brings gladness. But it says, When they go out in front of the army, Thank you to Hashem for His kindnesses forever. What does that mean? Why did we say, Why didn't we say, Where's the tithe? Because it's not good. Even when HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to help knock out the Rishonim, it's never a good thing. We would have preferred otherwise. And we'll prove that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never happy when Rishonim are punished. And Rabbi Yechinon proves this by saying, What's the Pesach which says, When Klai Yisrael was by the Yamsuf, 
and we're stuck. And it became nighttime, and the Egyptians are behind us. Neither of us came close to each other. The, the Mitzrayim didn't come any closer to us throughout the night. What happened? Says, says Rabbi Yechonon, Bikshu Malachi Ashar is Marshira. Yisrael ended up going into the Amsa. And we passed through. And then the Mitzrayim were wiped out. Malachim and Shemayim wanted to sing Shira. Ah, thank you, Hashem, that the Mitzrayim are gone. They wanted to sing Shira with Klal Yisrael. Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, really? My my creation, my Mitzrayim, are drowning Bayam in the city, in, in the sea. And you want to sing songs? They deserve to die. They should die. But you don't sing. That's not what Hashem wants from us. So we got a question. What's shot in the Pasuk, which says that um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy when there's Ra for you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never happy when there's bad that has to come to the world. It's necessary. He's not, not happy about it. Omar Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar says, Hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never happy. But other people become happy when the Rishayim are wiped out. That's pshat. V'deikonami. And you can infer this as well. Dechsev kein yasis. He will bring gladness. V'leiksev yasis. Let's say Hashem himself is glad. Hashem brings gladness. Shema minah. You see that when Rishon have a downfall, there's simcha to people, but not to the Rabbi Nishle. Okay? What an important, important, important message. For us, uh, for us as Yidin, we're never happy about the downfall of Rishon. We're happy for the salvation that they're not bothering us anymore, that they're not, maybe even that they're not around. But a Yid is not happy because somebody else is getting hurt. would open up his drasha. To Megillas Esther with the following puzzle. A person who is good in the eyes of Hashem, he gives wisdom, and knowledge, and joy. This is referring to Mordechai Atzadik. Pleases the Rabbanishan, gives the Rabbanishan nachas. It's Baruch who gives him wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to a sinner, HaKadosh Baruch who gives the concept or the topic of le'esayf, to gather in v'lichnais, and to bring, to enter more into their life. Zehaman, referring to Haman. Listen to this beautiful. To give good in front of Hashem, which we said, Zeh Mordechai Esther. Esther as Mordechai al Haman. Esther put Mordechai in charge of Beis Haman. So look at the beautiful irony of how the Rabbani Shalom arranges everything. Mordechai is busy learning Torah, doing the Ratzon Hashem, giving the Rabbani Shalom Nachas. Haman's busy being a greedy fool. Taking everything in. Money, fame, honor. That's how he dedicates his life. Two opposites. What happens? 
Next thing you know, Haman's hanging on a tree and everything that he dedicated his life to gathering in goes to Mordechai. Mordechai just focused on Gidr Ban Shamlachas. You focus on Gidr Ban Shamlachas, the Kaddish Baruch will have other people do your work. They'll go get, let the Rishonim do that, and then ultimately it'll be passed over. We mamish had this recently in our parshiyos. We shared this with Yosef, the beautiful Malbim. Right? What happens with Yosef? Mitzrayim is a third world country until Yosef comes around. It was the lowest of the low. Parai Punkt has a dream. I think we shared this word. Parai Punkt has a dream about the cows and the, the skinny cows eating the fat cows. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yosef comes out and interprets it. Frek the Malbim. The Malbim asks, why was from, there was a famine throughout the whole Middle East for those seven years? That's what the Pusik says. Why Paro from all the, the kings is he Zeichet to get this dream interpreted? Because of Yosef. Because here's what happened Paro has the dream. He tells Yosef. Yosef interprets it. Paro says, Oh, good business deal. Let's start saving up. Yosef, I'm appointing you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. And what happens during the seven years? They're stocking up. Then the years of famine start, and all the land who didn't, all the land in the Middle East that didn't stock up, they started coming to Egypt and buying everything from the Yosef storehouses. And that's what turned Mitzrayim into a powerhouse. And all of the wealth of the entire Middle East during this era was transferred to Mitzrayim. And Paro is feeling like a rock star. Wow, I'm so smart. This is amazing. Psh, wow. The entire wealth of the Middle East transferred to Mitzrayim. Why? Says the Malbim, because Hashem promised Avram beforehand that your children are going to work in Mitzrayim and leave Berchosh Godel. Leave with tremendous wealth. You know what Hashem does in his plan? He says, listen, Paro, you're going to gather all the money from the entire Middle East, but guess what's going to happen? Kaisal is going to leave Mitzrayim during Chayshech and ultimately at the Yamsuf. The entire wealth, not only of Mitzrayim, but of every nation in the continent ended up being transferred to Klal Yisrael. Same story as Haman amassing and, hum, and Mordechai ultimately gathering it in. Rabbi Bar Eifra and Pasuk Lepizlap opened up the, the, his talk on Megillah's S with the following Pasuk. Visamti kisi be'elam. I will, I will set my, my chair, my throne in Elam. And I will destroy from there the kings and sarim and officers. Melech, king, Zuvashti is referring to Vashti, the sarim and officers, Zahaman, Vaaseras Banov, referring to Haman and his ten sons. Ravdim Bar Yisak, Pasla Fiskal, Aparashas Mihacha. Ravdim Bar Yisak would open up his pshat on Megillah's Esther with the following Pasuk, top of tomorrow's daft. And we'll end with this. Ki avodim anachnu, because we are slaves, Uvavutainu loyazavunu, but we did not. Um, we did not forsake um, our service of Hashem, Eloikeinu, Vayatoleinu Chesed, and he put Chesed upon us, Lefnei Melech Paras, in front of Melech Paras, Eimotzai, when did HaKadosh Baruch Hu ultimately pay us back and do good for us and change the will of the king of Paras? This, that, it, that's referring to Bisman Haman in the days of Haman. And we'll hold it here for today in Bezham tomorrow. Continue on with with uh, other Amiraim um, who would give drushes on Meseches Megillah and how they would introduce it.
and we will pick up from here, Bez Hashem, tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful night, everybody.